Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Good morning! Welcome back to Just James. Well, I suppose it could be afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to this. Could be evening, could be. Lunchtime, I don't know, but welcome back to Just James. It's your host, James. I have my beautiful co-host, Thomas, next to me. He is looking absolutely beautiful on this summery day. It is so beautifully warm in London at the moment. It honestly, I I have to admit, I fall in love with London every summer. It's just so beautiful around here. And then winter, we deal with the shitty rain and weather. So, yeah, it's sort of like a love-hate relationship I have with, <laughs> with England. But I hope you guys are good. I killed a plant, guys, and I'm I'm so sad about it. I, I've been trying to grow that um, Christian Howell fuck-off seed plant. The first one just never, ever took off. And the second one got two little baby leaves. And I don't know if it's the heat or what it is, but I've murdered him, unfortunately. So I'm feeling really sorry for myself on the fact that I killed a plant this week, especially because I'm so obsessed with plants. So, yeah, I did that. Um, I've been trying to record this podcast all day, and this dude is mowing the lawns. And every single time I think he's done and I start the podcast, he freaking finds a new spot to mow. So... I'm really, really hoping that this is the end and he's done mowing the lawns today. So, I mean, how much more lawn could he possibly mow? So, other than that, I became an auntie this week. So, on Sunday, my beautiful little nephew was born. He looks exactly like my brother. It's hilarious. Uh, Actually, when he first came out, I thought he looked like my aunt. And I thought he looked a bit like my youngest brother, Michael. Um... But the, as the days go by, he definitely looks like my, my brother. So I have a new nephew. His name is Caleb, Caleb Joseph Lightfoot. He was 4.83 kgs when he came, 4.083 kgs when he came out. He was a big baby. And um, my beautiful sister-in-law had a really rough go of it. It ended up being quite a traumatic birth. Um, so she's still in hospital at the moment. So, and she's been there since Sundays. So, hopefully, she gets up ready to go home soon. I was going to go this me- this weekend and meet my little nephew because they're up country from me. But I think, you know, she's so sore and she's got so much going on. And that just made me think they need to settle into the, the routine of having a brand new tiny baby. So, I'm going to let them be and I will go and meet him next week. So... I'm sure I'll be talking all about it on my podcast next week or the week after about meeting the little man. But I'm so excited to be an aunt. I'm so excited. It's such a life-changing thing for our family. You know, it's so surreal. I remember playing in the garden with my brothers as kids. And now, you know, now we have kids. Oh, he has kids. It's just, it's just crazy for me. It's so, it's so surreal. I can't believe it. Um, so yeah, so he's a dad. Can you believe it? I'm so excited for him. I'm so happy for him. Um, haven't been scammed this week so far. The only thing I did is I bought a new fan for myself. So hooray. Uh, and of course, lockdown in the UK has been extended for another four weeks. Uh, we were supposed to come out and sort of have life back to normal on the 21st of June. And they've now extended it. 
so till the um, 19th of July. So basically what that means in England for, for my English, I know, sorry guys, I know there's other countries that listen to my podcast, but um, you know, if you guys want to tell me where you are, I'll look up the restrictions for you guys. But for, for all my listeners in the UK, basically um, you can have more than 30 guests at a wedding, but they must be seated at tables of six. And then six people or two households can meet indoors. Pub and restaurant table service only. Theatre and cinema attendance is only 50% capacity. Larger groups allowed in some pilot events. Social distancing remains in place and nightclubs remain closed. So, um, I mean, I honestly think that the... Unfortunately, the restaurant industry in the UK is is crippling because of it. Um, But... You know, unfortunately, there's there's nothing we can really do about it. There's, you know, this is the rules. This we got to stick to them. And I mean, I'm quite, all, I'm all okay with sticking to the rules. Honestly, I, I'm just, you know, I'm sort of like Pavlo's, I sort of had like Stockholm syndrome to it. Not Pavlo's dog, sorry. But um, you know, it is summer and it's hot, and being indoors and just like not being able to do stuff is really tough. It's not that I want to do it. I just like. I just want to know that I can, if that makes sense. I don't want to be told that I can't because I'm not very good at following rules. So I hate being like told that I can't do something. So then, of course, I want to do it even more than 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 like if I could do it. So yeah, that's there's that. Um, somebody asked me. I, I did a podcast a couple of podcasts ago. I can't even remember which one it was, and I sort of like broke down the aftercare of fillers and Botox. And um, one of my listeners sent me a message and I said, look, they love the medical side of it. And I must say, a lot of you guys do. Any of my, like, the podcast where I talk about treatments or, like, surgery and things like that, I definitely get a lot more listeners. It's something of interest to you guys. Um, so I completely get that. And somebody is sort of, I'm not going to say who it was. Um, I mean, I suppose I can. I mean, um I mean, oh, actually, I didn't ask her if I could. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not say her name. Anyway, so she sent me an email. uh, Not an email. A DM on my Instagram, uh, which is just Gems Podcast. And she said to me, well, what is is a filler versus Botox? Because, like, I spoke about the aftercare, but she didn't actually know what the difference was between the two. So filler is... Is, is basically what it does. It fills your face. And if it's done right, it can volumize areas of your face that are sort of like fundamental components that you lose while you're aging. So as you age, you, you stop producing type 3 collagen in your face. And that's when your face starts to like distortion. You sort of like get um, your skin laxivity changes and you get like skeletal changes to the face. So dermafillers should honestly not I mean I'm not encouraging anybody to do fillers and botox can I just make that very clear the the advice I'm giving is just from like an educational perspective I personally have fillers and botox in my face um but you know it's a personal choice it's entirely up to you I'm never going to encourage somebody to do a beauty treatment so this is as I mentioned just purely for educational but dermafillers is a good way to replace volume in in your face and injectables is something that can you know with if you're going to the right person can actually look really natural and look really um nobody will probably even notice that you've had it done 
So dermophilus is a biodegradable hyaluronic acid. Now hyaluronic acid is actually natural in your body, but as you age, you produce less hyaluronic acid. So it naturally occurs in the skin already. All it's doing is it's putting back that into that structure and the volume into your skin. And as we age, the levels of hyaluronic acid in our skin decrease. So the HA dermophilus will draw more water into the skin. So it plumps and it looks more youthful. It hydrates the skin um, and it just looks, you look younger. So what's the difference between a dermophila and a, and a toxin? So dermophila is, as I mentioned, hyaluronic acid. So it hydrates and it volumes. And it plumps up your fine lines and wrinkles and adds fullness to areas that are thinning due to aging. So like often like your cheeks will start to sort of droop. And that's where your, your face will start to drop because your cheeks are drooping. So it's often used to like volumize and lift areas in your face that, that sort of have depleted the volume. So the less volume there is, the more aged you look. So it restores the volume, like your cheekbones, your lips, um, and it's something that HA fillers are, are not permanent and they can be dissolved. So if you go and have an HA filler put in your lips and your lips just look terrible and you don't like them, you can actually have them taken out. Um, it's quite easy to do. Whereas a toxin, temper, so the Botox or... or um, you know, we call it a toxin because Botox is a uh, trademark name. So if the, if the dermatologist is not using Botox as a brand, they have to use a toxin then. So you could, when you go onto like your dermatologist website, if they say toxin or they say Botox, then you know that they're using the brand Botox or if they're using another brand which isn't Botox because Botox is... Um, trademark name so botox freezes the muscles so it's a temporarily weakens the underlying muscles so it smooths and appear and the appearance of fine lines sort of like stop moving so you can do this in your crow's feet you can do this on your bunny lines around your nose you could do it in your forehead and you could do it in your chin you wouldn't put a botox in your cheeks or in your lips at all or in between your eyes so um you know, you have to also make sure that, that, I mean, obviously, if you don't want to look natural, you don't have to. But the benefits of, of toxin is that if it's done right, it will actually look, you'll look completely natural. Nobody will even know the difference between the two. Um, and one of the common questions is sort of like, how much dermophila do you need? So consultation is key. And that's the, that's the most important thing. Go and see a specialist. Go and see somebody that knows what they're talking about that can give you a better indication to where in your face you need it, the amount of correction you need. Um, and facial enhancement is a journey and there should be a treatment plan and there should be something that's that's added and thought about in a budget. So if you're considering a dermophila treatment, you know, maybe you could like look at like cheek loss um, volume, um, you know, look at doing it slowly, look at doing it naturally and go and see somebody that's going to give you a very honest answer about what is the best for you as a, as a patient. You know, if, if, um, <laughs> sometimes patients will get shocked if the dermatologist will be like, oh, you need six mils or four mils or two mils to reach your desired des you know, your desired goal. Um, but, if you think about it, like a mill of filler is actually like one fifth of a teaspoon. So 
when they say they're doing like six mils, it's actually not even like a teaspoon worth of filler that they're going to be putting in your face. Um, so it's not actually as much as, as it sounds. And, um, you know, the, the, I, I like, I've had filler put in my cheeks. I just had a very small volumization done because I'm in my thirties. I'm losing the, the volume in my cheeks. So that helps with that. And then I had like a, a dent between my eyebrows just, you know, from, from frowning. So I had that, that removed. Um, but honestly I did mine years ago and I haven't redone it. I probably should. I haven't done it in years. Um, but you know, it's, it's not something that I consistently need to do because it's not something that that's really needed in, in mass volume as well. You know, yes, are there side effects? Are there any downtime? Um, the, the most sort of a common thing is redness over the injection areas. They can be bruising, which is very normal, especially if they use a micro cannula or like a blunt needle. Uh, uh, no, sorry, what am I talking about? If they use a blunt needle, it, you, the chance of them, and the cannula, the chance of you bruising is a little bit lower. Um, you know, can you con contour irregularly? You know, can some areas sort of like be higher or lumpiness can occur in some areas? Um, you know, can there be an infection rate? And, you know, it is a syringe, it is sterile. Um, you are using sort of, you're cleaning the area, but of course, you know, you're still creating a, a puncture to your skin and if you run off and you sort of like you get dirt on your face you get makeup all of those things can create infections so you just have to look after your skin for about 24 hours afterwards um necrosis is another thing that can happen and unfortunately this is extremely rare but what can happen is a dermophiller can accidentally be injected into a blood vein and it can block the vein it can sort of like supply it can block the veins that supply skin and tissue in the area if that happens, um, there is a reversal drug that can help dissolve that filler as well. So, yeah, that's everything I could probably tell you about dermafillers, to be honest. Um, I hope that answers your question. So, yeah, um, you know, go and speak to a specialist. That's all I'm saying. Don't go and do anything rash. Don't do anything without sort of talking it through, thinking it through. Um, and making sure that it's, that it is the right thing for you, you know, um, make sure that, that it's something that you really, really want to do. Um, I've been banging on and on and on about how happy I am with my new job change and, you know, starting my own company and my, having my own career. Um, and I had a very interesting conversation with one of you listeners, <laughs> So, um, Sarah, she is from Kent. She's a UK, UK girl. She approached me on my Instagram as well. And she said to me, look, you know, she's, she's really inspired about the fact that I've started my own company. She is considering it for herself. Uh, Sarah, we spoke about your beautiful dogs. So just so you know that I'm talking about you in particular. Um, and she said, what are the signs that your job isn't the right fit for you anymore? And I thought that's such a great thing because I wish in all my unhappy jobs, this man is mowing this lawn again. Sorry, guys, if you can hear a lawn mowing, I do apologize. Um, I've locked myself in my room and I've closed all the windows. So I'm hoping you won't hear it too loudly. And I don't want to restart this podcast for you. So I'm hoping I could just bang through and he will stop mowing the lawn. Unfortunately, as I said, this is just me. This is just James. This podcast is raw. I don't edit it. I give you everything I say as it comes out of my mouth. Um, 
because I believe that that's the way I want this podcast to be. I want it to be raw and, and mistakes can be said and made and I don't change anything on purpose. And sometimes mowing lawns is one of them. So sorry about that, everyone. Um, right, so let's go back to this. So I wish in some of the jobs I had that I had sort of looked at the signs of, of being unhappy. And, you know, on paper, when you're looking at a job, it can look amazing. You know, you want to stick it out. You want to add it to your CV. And I think my personal opinion is, is that length of time in companies is irrelevant anymore. I think it's, it's, I think it's, I think it depends on what you're doing. Yes, 100%. But I think that times have changed and, and we're in a more modern place with jobs and the fact that you haven't been at a job for a strike of two years or you've been there five years or you've been there six months becomes irrelevant as we grow as a society I think that we are a lot more open-minded to the reason why people leave companies and especially at the moment in COVID when so many people have unfortunately lost their jobs due to the fact that companies just can't afford them anymore you know there's there's so many companies that have been defeated right now and for for anybody to sit and question anybody's intention to leave a company right now, I think is 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 unfair, and that's my opinion. Um, you know, asking anybody why did you lose your job? Well, fucking COVID screwed up everybody. Nobody wants to lose their job. Nobody wants to move right now. Unfortunately, it happens. It happens that we've like people have lost their 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 you know their careers. So it's important to recognise that there's a difference between working for work and there's a difference in working for career goals. You know, there's some warning signs that your current job may not be the one for you. And that's the company doesn't look to use your strengths. You know, there's, there is no perfect job. Can I just state this? Um, I don't think there's any perfect job, you know, if that you're going to work for somebody else. I mean, I think, yes, there's the rare, occasion I'm sure some of you have got amazing jobs and careers so I don't want to downplay that at all this is my opinion and this is my disillusion to the working environment but you know there's a lot of opportunities within a position when you join a company um, that they should be they hired you for a specific reason and they should be using your strengths to strengthen the role that they put you in if they're not and they just expect you to be a carbon copy like I went into my last job with with a job description and what my manager wanted for me was a much lower role it was not what I was hired for and I lost my role because he wanted me to do what was in a lower role than me it was not what I fucking was hired for end of in a story so and I didn't fight him couldn't give a fuck I'm out of there I'm happier but you know if they're not using you for what you what you're good at and what your strengths are and what and they haven't taken inventory to what you could optimize and energize into their company that they just don't see then you're in the wrong company if they're not using you for the opportunity that you're strongest at and they just insist that you become this fucking what they desperately need but they can't hire the right people because they can't fucking afford them then you're in the wrong place you know if if you're feeling overly negative about work you wake up every morning you don't want to be there you're not satisfied you leave work every day like clock watching you're snarky you're sarcastic you're grouchy you're lethargic you're negative you're in the wrong place 
And I think that you need to find some place that your natural talents and your gifts can blossom. If you're just unhappy and just hate being there, you're in the wrong place. Uh, are you constantly overwhelmed? You know, are you are they putting too much pressure on you? Are, is there too much expectation for you in your role? Then, you know, a manager shouldn't tolerate the employees sort of like operating at an overwhelming rate. For your mental health, it's just not it's not right. You know, when an employee um, is unhappy and doesn't want to deal with their manager and goes over their manager's head, and you know there's no there's no pride and there's no like consistency then that could be a reason to go have you lost your passion you know are you a surefire sign that you're in the wrong job is when you just don't want to be there every day you literally it's long hours there's family sacrifices you've got a difficult boss or shift expectations that you know, that are dampening your passion, then it's time to go. You know, if you can't answer the question, what gets you out of bed in the morning, then you're not in the right fit for you. I wake up every day so excited. I cannot wait to start work. And I sometimes clock watch because I'm waiting for nine o'clock to happen so I can start my job. Like that's, I'm passionate about what I do, but it's my company. So I get it. Um, But if you can't answer the question, what gets you out of bed, then you need to shift gears slightly. Um, If you're not included in projects, you know, a really early warning sign of a mismatch is whether you're included in a project or not. You know, if it's in your team and you're the only person in the team that wasn't included, then there's an impact expectation. You know, there's, um, you know, talking to a manager because you want to contribute, you want to build your network, you want to move and advance your career. If there's no opportunity for advancing your career, you're in the wrong place. Um, You know, bad... um, the bad consistently outweighs the good. You know, no job is perfect. Every job is good and, and has bad moments. You know, not everybody's going to have a perfect day every day, even in your dream job. But, you know, the, the, the bad moments should not outweigh the good in your day. Um, if there's no value alignment, you know, if employees' core values is misaligned and the key, it's a key warning sign, you know, if there's decreased health, poor nutrition, there's low productivity, there's a lot of people on like uh, sick leave, you know, for mental health reasons. If there's a high turnaround of staff in your company, that's a sure sign that people don't want to be there. And there's a reason that you're rotating staff and it's because there is something and it's generally a manager and I'm, I'm, pigeonholing this because I'm using my own experiences but the reason why people move or the reason why you consistently rotate staff is because you're hiding your own bad management you're hiding the fact that you cannot do the job and you cannot hire the right people because you don't know what the fuck you're doing and that's a very clear sign if you go into a role and they've had a high turnover of staff in that role there's a reason for it there's a reason why people don't stay and there will be a reason why people stay loyal and you could have a head office that people have been in for 20, 30, 40 years. Fine. It's not the head office. And you can't sell your business on the head office. You're selling your business on your branch. And if your branch has a high turnaround of staff and somebody doesn't stay for longer than six months, it's a very big red, red flag there. It's a red flag about your business. And that's when the values don't align with your staff. That's when the values are mis- misinterpreted from your head office to yourself. You know, you, if you can't be yourself, if you can't find yourself trying to, like, get along with people, you're not um, 
being being your whole self and being who you are, then you're not aligned with the right company. It's not your people. It's not your energy. Um, do you know how your position impacts the company? You know, do you like what you do to impact the company? Is there anything in your role that if you'd walked out today and never walked back in, would it affect the company or not? And if it doesn't, you're, what are you there for? If you have no impact on that role, you have no impact on the outcome of the company, what are you there for? Where, where are you going to find motivation and strength if you can't make a difference every day? It's the whole point of working. Well, in in a broad sense, I get that. I get that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, the exchange rate of the job isn't worth it. And what I mean by that is that we can accept new jobs and there's conscious and unconscious calculations about the exchange rate. You know, are we prepared to commit to making certain investments, which is your time, your energy, your mind, your mind share, and in exchange for a certain amount of returns, which is your income, your professional development, feeding of your passion. If the job isn't what we imagined, we need to recalculate. So you need to have an exchange rate of value or worth as an investment. Is your time worth your income? And that's a really great exchange rate that I work from. And, you know, did you take the job based on your wants and not on your needs? You know, there's a rationalization to why we take work. Yes, we need the money. Yes. But do you need it from this job? Is is it the right place you want to be? And if it if it's, again, go back to your exchange rate. Is it worth the job fulfillment for the desired outcome that you want? Um, are you uncomfortable speaking up? You know, do you feel that you cannot talk to anybody that you, your opinion isn't worth the weight in gold? Then, you know, if you can't even talk up and like have an opinion, then you're not in the right company. Um, does your day-to-day match your job description? You know, is you if you were hired for one specific role and you are, end up doing so many other different things or doing other people's jobs because they don't have enough staff, then... That's not the expectations you were hired for. Make it clear. Embrace the job. Yes, there's growth and you can sort of grow into other aspects of jobs, but then that needs to extend as a job description as well. Does your And then lastly, I think the most important point is, is that does your gut say that it's the wrong fit? Um, you know, you know yourself. You, you've lived in your body your entire life and the conversation that you have in your head about what you're worth and what is right for you that gut feeling will get you to the right place. And I follow my gut every single time. And my gut is never wrong. It's it's never let me down because it's it's me. You know, I know my body. I know I know myself so well that you need to do what's right for you and have so much respect and love for yourself. And if you're so unhappy and if any of these things has made you think Go and find yourself something better. Go find your passion. Go find your love. I'm, I'm, I have to admit that the guy mowing the lawn is actually quite hot. So Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> I got distracted by the lawn mowing man. It's like my hot postman. He's very sweet. I really like him. Shame his poor father's very unwell at the moment. Um, and it's so weird. I've been thinking about it. He, he mentioned to me when... I got my post from him the other day that his father was unwell and he was going to Portugal to see his dad. And I've weirdly been thinking about my postman ever since, being like, I hope him and his dad are okay. Anyway, I <laughs> I had 
lunch with somebody over the weekend that I think I sort of thought it was more of a uh, friendship lunch. And when I got there, I realized it might potentially not be. It might, I might have been on an unsolicited date that I wasn't aware of. So I had to do the right thing and sort of like let the person down gently and just be like, look, at the end of the day, I really thought that this was like a friend lunch. I didn't realize it was a, a deity lunch. And um, that's not something that I would, would be interested in that specific person. It's not the relationship I wanted to build. So I had to sort of be like, look, very sweet. Glad, glad we had lunch. Uh, you know, happy to sort of, you know, work with you on a professional level, but um, definitely not interested on a other level. Um, anyway, so I looked at ways to sort of like let somebody down. I sort of Googled it afterwards to just, you know, sort of think to myself, have I done the right thing? You know, have I effect- efficiently and effectively sort of communicated my feelings? So, you know, since this is a podcast and I like to learn and I like to teach, um, I thought maybe it's a it's a really good um, thing to add on, you know, a little add-on onto the podcast. So I think one of the things to do is obviously choose an appropriate time and place. So, you know, if you're going to let somebody down nicely, don't do it in like a room full of people. Do it face-to-face. It's probably the most difficult conversation. And, you know, the this day and age, it's really difficult. People sort of do things over text and over email. It's just less forward it's less um less scary so face-to-face is always difficult you know and if possible you know talk where where that person feels comfortable you know choose to, to stop by that person's comfortable space like their apartment or um you know something where they have a slight bit more power for for to digest bad news you know rather than coming to your home on your terms and then having to leave and then it's awkward and you know it's on your territory do it the other way around um and if you anticipate a long conversation you know, try and choose a time when you can actually have that conversation and give that person especially if you're breaking up with like a long-term boyfriend or girlfriend or um you know something like that and allow time for for a conversation so you're not rushing off and sort of um you know not letting that person process the information correctly and take responsibility yourself you know if you're letting somebody down easy you have to take responsibility for that so people will find it easier if their partner i mean i think i'm i think the advice i read is is probably mainly about relationship breakups than like you know than letting somebody down easy but trying to lead your partner to the conclusion that you want to break up or sort of like treating somebody badly to the point that they break up with you is not the way to do it it's just it's it's not manly it's not womanly it's just it's not it's not appropriate anymore you know man up as they say um you know obviously no gender neutral person up um but sometimes people don't get the message and that you know they'll they'll question themselves which is not what you're you're putting bad intentions on somebody else that hasn't actually done anything to you you know if you're physically less affectionate to show your partner that you're losing interest they could actually affect that person a little bit more you know rather just take responsibility and be like look dude i'm just done uh be open and direct about your feelings you know sometimes being honest and letting somebody down is is honesty is the best policy so i mean an essential message to giving somebody the right advice is certainly the right way to go um, I would say keep it short, you know, the whole, like, it's, it's not you, it's me thing is bullshit. Um, but speak from your heart rather than going over like a prepared speech, let somebody down 
calmly and collectively and use your words in a very conscious manner um becoming overly emotional you know can create like a confusing ramble and obscure the message that you're trying to say so sometimes just just be like write it down some write down what you want to say memorize a little speech and then it will make you come off less cold sometimes uh you know offering friendship is a you know if you want to if if you can if if it's the right circumstances you know friendships to your exes you know can sometimes work out well you know may even rekindle romance further down the line you never know there's a reason why you dated that person in the first place there could be a rekindled relationship i've dated some of my exes again uh some of them bad ideas some of them were great um you know uh don't use clichés please whatever you do you know it's not you it's me it's uh, don't it's it's overplayed um and don't blame you know don't scream at somebody don't use anger and resentment as as a way to sort of end something you know av- avoid negativity if you can because you know you're also the somebody else's feelings on the other side that you got to hurt um and if you suspect you, you, that person might not take the breakup very well or sort of like the conversation that you're having very well, then, um, you know, try and, try and make you look like the bad guy sometimes actually works. Um, and avoid social media as the direct aftermath. You know, it's so toxic in the wake of a breakup to like put all of your dirty laundry on social media. Um I would always say avoid putting the breakup online. Give it a little bit of time. It's nobody else's business. There's no reason why you need to, during a breakup, cultivate more anger and spiral by adding it onto TikTok, TikTok, onto social media. Um, You know, and, you know, move forward, you know, focus on the good times. You can help yourself and that person by coping to choose. Focus on the positive, you know. Emphasize on all the good things that that person's done. Make sure that that you're leaving the conversation with that person feeling worthwhile. And that that person feels like you're maybe kinder and more empathetic. Um, Encourage gratitude, you know. When acknowledgement may take some time. Uh, encourage your partner to cherish the good times that you had together. You know, that friendship or, or partnership um, was a social exchange and a natural sort of, you know, there's a lot that you guys went through privately, personally, um, you know, and the, the, you're ending something really that connected the two of you, you know. Um, and then I would say you have to lessen contact. It's probably one of the best things you have to do is leave if you want to leave the door open for a friendship fine but have some space so that you can establish that friendship as well you know don't try and force friendship immediately so don't break up with somebody and then like suggest a movie the next day just give them some space they'll need some time to go through a grieving process um act civil after the breakup you know if you're so likely to run into your ex especially if you're in the same group of friends and being cordial and and kind and you know um you know not being mean to each other is sometimes like the best way to handle it so and i think most of all um what else could i say are you sure you want to sort of like end that friendship or relationship first because you don't want to go down this path and then um 
regret at yourself, then you've put somebody else through quite a lot emotional turmoil for absolutely no reason. So like make sure that you're doing the right thing. Um, make sure that, you know, you're not the one that's fatally flawed first, you know. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, giving each other advice, you know, um, I think this is like, I have to sort of stipulate as well is that I'm not also talking about like a manipulative or an abusive relationship um, or ending a friendship or rekindling a romance. There's so many different things that can be gently let down. You can let down somebody that you don't know very well, but you need to weigh up the options. These are just like, car, you know, the, the like on a cloud, easy way to do it. It's much easier said than done conversation piece that I'm saying. Um, I realize that everybody's different circumstances, that there's so many different things that could cause breakups or sort of like ending relationships and conversations and things like that. I do get that. So don't, I'm just sort of like carbon cutting it like cookie cutter. This is like the greatest way to do things. Um, so yeah, I do understand. And if, and I mean, when I spoke about, um, ending friendships, so many of you had so many comments and you guys told me the funniest stories. So you know, maybe if you guys have got any stories that you're going through at the moment, come on the podcast, come talk about it if you want to. A lot of my listeners tell me things which is so interesting, um, but they don't they don't want to come on. And I completely get podcasts are not for everybody. So I completely get not everybody wants to come on here. They just want to tell their stories. So if you ever do, Just James podcast on Instagram, um, just underscore James underscore podcast. Oh my gosh, nice weed eating outside. I'm sorry, guys. I hope you can't hear that. I'll try and hurry this up for you then. So, what tastes better than it's uh, than it smells is this week's conundrum. I don't know why I just rammed into that. Uh, so, what tastes better than it smells is this week's conundrum. Last week's is what has a bottom at the top, and nobody got it right. I had some attempts, but nobody got it right. And that the answer to that is your legs, um, guys. I went to an amazing restaurant. It's it's one of my favorites. It's called Saint Annie. It's a, a modern Italian restaurant in the Wimbledon Village. Um, it's one that I sort of frequent quite often with my parents and I went there on Friday night with, uh, my, with my bestie and we had a really lovely meal and the service is just so incredible. I honestly cannot recommend them anymore. So if you're looking for a really, really amazing sort of restaurant, a great date night, uh, St. Annie is certainly one to consider and I give them my good service award for this week because man, oh man, did we have a great night. Um, and I would really, really highly recommend them, uh, on social media this week, I am following a uh, page called Panda uh, Miniatures, and she makes tiny little like dollhouse miniatures, and at the moment, she's doing a hoarder's front porch, and I'm obsessed with it, I literally can't stop watching her make all these teeny tiny things to put on this little hoarder's porch, and the amount of detail that goes into it is absolutely impeccable so and I like little things like that so if you're looking for a really good Instagram page I would certainly recommend that one for this week um John F Kennedy had a really interesting phrase that he said and he said let us never negotiate out of fear but let us never fear to negotiate and I hope this week you find your fear and and don't 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 fall into it that your week is exciting and is positive and you kick your 
ass out there, everyone. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. And I'm so sorry about the weed eater and the freaking mowing of the lawn. I really hope you can't hear it in the background. But have a great week, everybody. Dream of puppies. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the plant.